0: Assalamualaikum. Welcome to the podcast Book B. On this podcast, you listen stories, book reviews, and brief book summaries, and some personal development habits and tips through books. India में superstitious beliefs काफी and though इसके one of the side also is that there are some the real world, there are So, today's story is something like this. incredible is there? This is Rohino Ran here. You are listening to the podcast Book B. Today, I am with a story, The Medal, written by Bibhuti Bhushan Bandhupadhyay, who is born in Bengal which is read to you by me. Let's begin the story. Almost four years have passed since the incident took place. Sometimes I feel it was a dream, but then I realize I did experience it and it would be wrong for me to dismiss it as an illusion. I have led a most ordinary life, the monotonous routine existence of a school teacher. That day, while I was teaching class 4, I noticed Kamakya struggling to snatch something from Sudhir's hand. When I scolded him, Kamakya said that he merely wanted to look at the medal Sudhir had. I presumed it was an ordinary medal with which Sudhir had won in his locality. I gave the boys a long lecture on friendship. I asked Sudhir to bring the medal to me. It was a big, old, intricately engraved one. On one side, there was an imprint of Queen Victoria in her youth. On the other side was inscribed, Sergeant S.P. Parkins, Sixth Dragon Guards, 1854. How had Sudhir got this medal? I asked him and he explained that it belonged to his grandfather. An Englishman had given it to him. If he were alive today, he would be at least 106. It was a Saturday and I had decided to go to my village for the weekend. I thought I would take the medal along to show it to Jethamushai, one of the village elders. I would return the medal on Monday. When the train reached my village, it was 5.30 and by the time I walked the two miles home, it was dark. No one lived in my village home. An old woman from the neighborhood came and cooked for me whenever I went there. She told me that Vrindavan, my childhood friend, had also come to spend a fortnight there. I was very pleased to hear this and I decided to visit him immediately. I thought I would show him the medal too. Vrindavan's house was across the river. As I walked along the bridge, I noticed that the river was in flood. I stood there watching the river for a long time. It was growing dark. The bats were flapping around. Not a soul was in sight. All of a sudden, there was a strong compulsion within me. I desired to jump into the river. As I stayed at the swirling, surging water, the feeling grew stronger. I didn't know how to swim. If I jumped in, it would be the end of me. My legs were heavy and it was not easy to move. As I walked towards Vrindavan's house, the urge left me. I was puzzled. Why had this strange desire come upon me? Is it because I had smoked quite a few cigarettes on the train? Because I had too many cups of tea, I thought as I increased my pace. Vrindavan was very happy to see me after such a long time. Since it was a hot evening, he suggested that we should go up to the terrace and come downstairs only when dinner was ready. There was just one room on the terrace. We walked into the room when again the strange restlessness gripped me. I asked Vrindavan to get me a glass of water. When he went downstairs, I began to pace the terrace. It was quite dark. My feet turned towards the edge of the terrace. I leaned there over the parapet. Go on, jump. I found myself thinking it was uncontrollable. Come on, let's go in. Mother is sending tea for us. Rindavan's voice broke into the silence. Why are you standing so close to the parapet wall? He asked me, somewhat surprised. I didn't reply. We went into the room and continued chatting. A little later, Vrindavan went downstairs to find out how long it would be before dinner was ready. It was quite hot inside the room, so I went out. The urge was there again, growing more intense each time. Now is the time to jump. There isn't anyone to stop me. This is the moment, I thought. My brain went numb. I was startled by a scream. It was Vrindavan. He grabbed my shoulders and it dragged me away. What were you doing? I thought you were about to jump. If your legs hadn't got entangled in the ropes. I-, I don't know. I mumbled. Vrindavan took me inside and helped me to lie down. I felt something hard in my pocket. It was Sudhir's medal. I showed it to Vrindavan. Everyone in the house looked at it too and admired it. Soon after dinner was over, I took leave and started for home. The moment I stepped out, the fear was back. As I entered my house, it grew even more intense. I had spent several nights alone in that house, but I never felt like this before. I thought perhaps I wasn't well. I switched off the light and went to bed. The window was wide open. I woke up feeling that somebody was standing outside the window. A pair of fiery eyes was watching me. I just had to lift my head up and I would be able to see them. I lay still, my eyes shut tight. And then a strong smell filled the room. A really unpleasant smell. What was it? A dead rat, medicine. It smelled like a combination of rotting flesh, iodine and ointment. I felt a strong, malevolent presence just outside the room, a presence that was violent and restless that compelled me to look at it. Throughout the night, I had the feeling that I wasn't alone. At last it was dawn. The whole room was touched by the first rays of the morning sun. I heard voices on the street and found my fear had gone. Later that day, I went to see J. Come in, Tsuren. You have come after a long time. I saw your study written from Vrinda once, I suppose. It was quite late, so I didn't call out to you. You had a friend with you, didn't you? A tall man. Who's he? I stared at him. A tall person with me? Jeta Moshai was puzzled by the surprise in my voice. You were all alone then. My eyesight must have really deteriorated. Age just catching up with you, Moshai. I teased him. Jeta Moshai didn't seem to quite believe me. He said, I couldn't have been mistaken. When you lighted the torch under the mango tree, I saw you quite clearly and I saw him walking behind you. I didn't see his face very well, but I did notice that he was taller than you. The next day, I set out for the station at about 5 o'clock in the evening. It was getting dark. I had to walk through the huge garden. I had to come halfway through it when I turned around. Suddenly, I felt I was struck by lightning. Who was standing there? A tall figure with a narrow helmet on his head stood on the wild grass. My whole body went nub. Luckily for me, someone holding a lantern entered the garden. What happened to you, Babu? Your face is white. Did something frighten you? this place is like that many people have said that what are you looking at babu this tree they have recently cut the branches he explained i looked at it again yes it was a tree that was trimmed in such a manner that the top looked like a hat ashamed of myself i proceeded to the railway station with the man accompanying me the first thing i did on monday was to return the medal to sudhir my dad wants to meet you said sudhir I went with Sudhir after school, wondering why he wanted me to be seen. Thank goodness, you are safe. I was very worried when Sudhir told me that you had taken the medal to your village. There is a curse on the medal. My brother-in-law once took it away forcibly to show it to his family. That evening, he fell from the terrace and died. They found the medal in his pocket. In a dull mechanical voice, I uttered, From the terrace? The medal was in his pocket?" The grandfather added, I would never lie to you. Whoever took that medal returned it immediately. This way, they felt a strange fear. None outside our family can withstand the power of this medal. I went back to my village within a month. I tried to locate the tree which had almost frightened me to death. I tried to find the road where the tree stood. There was no trace of either. Hey there hope you found this story to be awesome and interesting a quite frightening one i don't know how i uh how i, how I had uh, able to manage the tone or not but yeah for sure i'll, I'll try for the next time I, that i would uh, manage my tone um, particularly accordingly to the story hope you loved it uh, let me know through your voice message the voice message link is presented in the description and uh, also check me out on instagram then uh, let me catch you there bye bye take care